0: Well done, good and faithful servant. Because thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will place thee over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. The good and faithful servant today is the patron saint of our Diocese of Meath, Saint Finian, one of the greatest fathers of Irish monasticism. Saint Finian was, according to the life written in the 10th century, born A noble family in the second half of the fifth century, most probably in the present day County Carlo. When Finian's mother was pregnant, she once saw in a dream, as pregnant mothers sometimes do, that a bright flame flew into her mouth and then flew away like a glorious bird, which, flying between the northern and southern parts of Ireland, attracted a huge flock of other birds from all over the country. The woman told her husband about the queer dream, She considered it a prophetic vision, and he, to his credit, understood that their child would become a great teacher and mentor. And all of this later came true. We know that St. Finian learned the monastic way of life, in Wales. But there is another tradition that says that he went to Tours, where he would have been formed in the monastery founded by none other than the great St. Martin. St. Finian considered going to Rome after his Time in Wales, but an angel appeared to him in a vision and told him to return to Ireland, where he was to become a teacher and tutor of Irish saints. Among the future disciples of St. Finian was St. Columba, one of the three patron saints of Ireland, and one of the greatest early Irish missionaries. St. Finian, after a certain time of travelling and preaching and teaching, after having visited none other than St. Bridget herself, the abbess of Kildare, arrived at Clonard on the River Boyne in County Meath. And our Lord revealed to Finian that in this very old and pagan place, where there had never been any churches or monasteries before him, the saint was to build a monastery. He began by building a small cell and a tiny church, And in the year 520, founded a monastery which became the largest and most important monastery in Ireland. St. Finian, first abbot, organized the life there, taking as his model the practices of the Welsh monasteries. And the Welsh monasteries had taken as their model Egyptian monasticism. This is interesting. One has to wonder how the Egyptian models of monasticism uh, found their way to Wales and from Wales to Ireland. But so it is recounted. Numerous men flocked to Finian's monastery in Clonard. There lived, at one point, get ready for this, some 3,000 monks in the monastery at Planard. Rather like Abba Johannes' monastery in Ethiopia. Monks and lay folk, bishops and priests, and it's interesting <laughs> that in that time bishops would have been in some way subject to abbots. Uh, we we Uh, kind of see things in another way today, but the Irish bishops would have considered themselves disciples of the Irish abbots, and it was the abbots who selected from among their monks uh, the men uh, uh, whom they thought fit to receive holy orders, both priesthood and Uh, episcopacy. And so Ireland was a thoroughly monastic church, uh, the bishops themselves being appointed by the abbots, and remaining spiritually subject to the abbots. Uh, Everyone came to ask Finian for advice. He became famous for his virtue, his learning, for his gift of prayer, and, of course, for his miracles. Monks from various places on the continent visited finian's monastery. Over the centuries, thousands of monks there studied the Holy Scriptures, the fathers, grew in the monastic life, and propagated it when they were sent as missionaries to distant lands. The whole missionary, to use a very modern word, strategy of the Church at that time consisted in the implantation of monasteries. The most effective form of missionary life was to send out monks to implant a monastery. So they would be sent out with the cross, the psalter, the pen, and the plough. And establishing a monastery meant that around the monastery there developed a village of Christian people, rather like what we were reading about in the refectory uh, concerning uh, the uh, Missionary Implantations of Abbot Franz Fahner in South Africa it became Marion Hill. Uh, that is the traditional model of missionary endeavor. And so around these monasteries, communities of lay folk developed. They learned various trades and crafts, and very often these villages developed into cities. This was the original missionary strategy. The monks of Clonard established hundreds of churches and monasteries in Ireland and abroad. There was a custom in Clonard by which every monk who left the monastery as a missionary took with him a copy of the Gospels, a crozier, and some holy object, probably the relic of a saint or a bell. And later, when building his own church or monastery, placed these objects inside it. This is very interesting. The copy of the Gospels, the Crozier, as I explained, the abbot would... Uh, establish the hierarchy so the abbot would be sent up with a crozier not so much for himself as to put it into the hands of a man uh, chosen by him who would be the shepherd of the newly implanted church and a bell a bell uh, by which to summon the faithful to the holy mysteries and the relics of the saints Uh, Clonard flourished till the 9th century and was considered the second most important monastery in Ireland after Armagh. Unfortunately, following the attacks of the Vikings, uh, the glory of the monastery of Clonard faded. Uh, Having St. Finian as the patron of our diocese, in some way, uh, throws light on the original ecclesiastical structures of Ireland and the spirit that animated them. I've often said that Ireland was uh, one vast monastic Ireland, from north to south and east to west. The heartbeat of Christian Ireland was the divine office carried out by day and by night in the monasteries that uh, lit up the country in every place. I suppose if, or rather when the angels looked down from heaven upon this island, they saw it covered with so many flames blazing heavenward, all of these monastic implantations. It's often said that uh, in one's beginning is one's end. And so we would not be uh, mistaken if we were to consider that the future of the Church in Ireland may very well lie in the recovery of its past. The strategy, as I call it, for want of a better word, by which um, the Church is implanted in a given place by the establishment of a monastery, uh, is still viable, and effective wherever a monastery is implanted it begins first to radiate invisibly the presence of Christ the light of the gospel a monastery may not attract to itself great numbers of people but looking at a monastery from a supernatural perspective or from the vantage point of the angels I think we would see a mysterious radiance it's the radiance of the presence of Christ it's the radiance of the land that was revealed at knock the heart of the monastery is the altar and on the altar lies the immolated lamb, the lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. It seems to me that, uh, as a 19th century missionary monk (coughs) believed, Charles de Foucault, uh, the essential work of the monastery is to make Christ present through the holy sacrifice of the Mass, and then to surround him with adoration and praise leaving all the rest to the mysterious operations of his grace. On this Feast of St. Finian we offer the Holy Sacrifice for our own dear John Finian and for all his intentions. We pray also for his Lordship of Meath, our Bishop Michael, and for his intentions, and for all the clergy and the people of the Diocese of Meath. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.